Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Good morning, Jenny. How are you? I am super duper. How about you? <laughs> I'm good too. I'm good. I am. I'm actually, I am, I am a weird combination of overwhelmed and energized by everything in life right now. Oh, so really? It's not at the bad part where you get overwhelmed and then the energy leaves. So I'm still at the part where I feel energized by it. Good, good. Um, I'm, I'm expecting the crash, but, um, but it hasn't happened yet. So I'll take it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, this month, uh, so this is our uh, so not PF so not closed recap episode, and this month's sponsors are uh, Noodlehead Patterns, which uh, is giving us a free pattern this month to give away. And our last month's sponsor, Needle Sharp, has offered a discount code for all of our listeners. The discount code is PFNOV for fifteen percent off. That is wonderful. I do love a discount. I did go off and look at the Noodlehead patterns and there were several that are really neat. So I'm very excited that we have that um, as a thing that we can give away to a lucky participant. Last, uh, the other last thing that we have is I'm providing labels and a patch for one lucky winner. Awesome. And that'll ship anywhere in the world. Very cool. So Jenny, what have you been up to? I'd like to talk about two versions of my dress, which I have named the Orion. And there's a whole long story about it, but you have to wait for the website to come out and go look there. Um, but anyway, two versions of that dress. One of them is a dark green linen with puffy sleeves that I made out of aisle 19 from fabricsstore.com, the linen that we both like. Mm -hmm. This is that mid-weight sort of 5.3 ounce linen and I really love it. I am enjoying this dress very much. I've made versions with higher and lower front and back necklines and I've sort of settled on where I want to be, which is a slightly higher back neckline with a scoop that isn't too scoopy for the front neckline because there's mm -hmm. so much variation in how that looks when you sit versus stand and size of chest measurement and um, way that chesticles may protrude or not and so forth. So I came up with what I thought was um, a good look that sort of works for a lot of possibilities. And I'm really, really happy with it. In addition, of course, I love the puffy sleeves. That's my very favorite sleeve of all time. Um, although uh, I am working on developing some other sleeve options for that dress. So really, really love that one. In addition, I made a second version of it out of a green stretch sateen from Seams Fabric that was on clearance. And it's it's a bare stretch. It's like one of those five, 10% stretch mm -hmm. wovens. A um, little bit glossy looking, but not super glossy looking. Probably don't notice it unless somebody says, hey, that's got a sheen on it. You'd be like, oh yeah, it does. But unless someone mentioned it, probably you're not going to notice. But I paired it with a lavender check that I don't remember where I got it from. I'm pretty sure it's a linen cotton blend, but I'm not positive. It's mm -hmm. maybe a one 
check and lavender. And I use that as the bottom tier of the dress. So the dress is my usual sort of high-waisted scoop neckline, puffy sleeve, top tier to just above your knees. And then a second tier from your knee down to mid calf. And that second tier is what I did out of this contrasting fabric. And I like it. I don't think I love it um, because I'm I'm sort of iffy sometimes on my pattern mixes. I think they go together really well. It matches so beautifully the lavender that's in this green print, but um, but something about it isn't quite working for me. And I'm not sure if it's that I didn't gather it, so it's not floofy, mm. or if it's if it's something else proportionate that's different for me. But it's it's not my favorite, honestly. It's okay. one that's that's likely to to be sort of a second sale item. So, um, are you planning on now? I know you'll come out with much more details later about (laughs) these dresses that you'll be making, but are you planning on making, um, like people be able to choose which fabrics and stuff like that? And if they want to pair fabrics together, there are going to be some, there are going to be some choices people can make. I don't know how complex those sets of choices are going to be because it'll be limited to what I can figure out how to do on a website. Yeah. Right. There may be some conversation part of it where there's an option for, we talked it through and this is what you said. And and then you're able to buy it. I just have to sort of figure those things out. I know it's not going to be a complete freedom of choice thing because I am going to have fabrics that I've sourced. I'm working with a, a couple of companies to get um, manufacturing prices for materials so that I'm able to, um, to buy in a, a bigger bulk amount and, um, and be able to offer choices in that way. So it won't be, tell me what fabric in the entire world you would like. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It'll that be doesn't make any sense. Much, yeah. much more limited than that. But, yes. um, but yeah, there are going to be choices. I'm super excited about it and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm at the point where I've started. I, okay. So I haven't finished my sewing class. I am still like inching along on getting through that button down shirt. That's the big project for the class. However, I have started taking, using the measurements from the paper patterns that I've drawn, I've started taking and putting those into, um, into the software. And so I've got to figure out some things like, what does it look like when I grade them, which is part of the class. So I'm going to learn that. Um, and, and so forth, but I do have kind of my first draft of that. When you, when you put that in there, did you try like printing it out and making sure it comes out the same as what you have? Um, so I haven't done that. Well, I sort of have, but, but not exactly what I have done is when you look at my paper pattern, I've got a measurement that goes from side to side. I've Uh got a dip that goes a distance from the straight across line and so forth. And Uh so I've inside the program, you can measure those lines out. So Mm. make sure the measurements are all the same in all the key places. So the depth of the side seam, the depth of the armhole, the, um, the amount, the armhole comes in from side seam to shoulder seam, for example, but I can't promise the curve is exactly the same yet. It's visually similar. Okay. Looks looks the same, but I haven't printed it out and laid them on top of each other yet. I'm hoping that's going to be real close, but we'll, we'll find out. And there'll be a whole other set of test dresses once I get that figured out, or alternately, there will be a bunch of test prints while I adjust it to make yeah. sure I've got it exactly right. And I'm I'm enjoying the process, although part of me is thinking, you know, 
maybe I should just pay designers to do this. <laughs> but I'm loving the knowledge because I think that if I start with a design in my size and say, can you grade it for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll feel really satisfied with how much I participated in the process, even if I get someone else to grade. So sure. I'm still figuring that part out. Sure. That's great. Well, and also I think it's good that if you learn these principles, even if you're directing someone else, um, it's good that you know the principles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's good. It is definitely positive. (laughs) What have you been up to? Well, um, one thing, um, which I'll talk about some things later, because, and I'm sure I know you have a bunch of things later too, when we talk about the wrap up. But um, one thing I made was I made the Merchant Mills Edie dress and, or, but I make it, I just made the top. So I have plans to make the dress and I got some, you know, um, some fabric that I sourced specifically for it. I don't know that it was altogether expensive fabric, but I want to make sure that, that I have, you know, that I don't waste it. Um, and it's, uh, it's a shirt that is, it has uh, set in sleeves, but is very poofy sleeve at the bottom, which I like. And then it has, it's gathered in elastic at the bottom. And I will say like, it's, it's, it's very wide because it was tough to get all the elastic, you know, to get it to go around that elastic. Uh, I might make it a little bit less next time. Um, and then it's basically just like a swing top with a, with a like bellish, I don't know how yeah. you describe that sleeve, but then if you, if it's extended out, it's like full all around, you know, it's not just straight a line okay. on the sides, you know, it's kind of like that. And I thought that would be really cute. Um, I saw someone, I, I copied someone's exact choices with it, which is, I've had a, this fabric. I mean, I had to, I had to buy the fabric from Minerva because I couldn't find it anywhere local. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Like I really like this, this one fabric. So anyways, um, I, I like the pattern. I suggest people go take a look at it. I haven't heard much about this, um, but it, it's nice. And I think it can work really well for summer and for winter, uh, depending of course on your fabric, but the yeah. big news, big, big news that I noticed when I, just when I went to go and post the link in our show notes for this merchant and mills has changed their website <laughs> so that if you go to a pattern, you can choose PDF or not PDF, but you can also choose which size band. Yeah, so I do love that. Link. I think <laughs> that is awesome. That makes our lives much easier. And also for people who go, the if they follow a link, they may think that there's only small sizes when there's really big ones too. So That's true, especially since generally speaking, um, when I see the links, they're usually for the small size band. It's, yeah, because it's if rare you look- that I... Right. Right. But it's rare that I find someone who only links the large size. (laughs) Right, 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 right. So, um, and if you, when you look it up on Google, it takes you straight to the small size band. So anyways, now all uh, much, much better. That is really, really awesome for sure. I, I love that that's a thing that's been done now. Um, and I'm looking forward to, uh, buying the first of the patterns that you note as new patterns that are out. That pattern yes. is so amazing. Yeah. Speaking of Merchant and Mills, right? So there's there's two new patterns. And um, one of them is a dress and top combo, which is, um, a, it's kind of just like a very high neckline. Um, I guess it's like yeah. a, a yoke 
with uh not a very high neckline, very high um yeah. chest line, whatever. Thank I don't you. know. Waistline, but it's not a waistline. It's it's a yoke with um gathering underneath the yoke, basically. Um and then you you can pull the dress in with a tie, which I think probably you would do. I would um, absolutely do. Um <laughs> and so I don't know if I love this one. Oh my God, I love it so much. So um, <laughs> I think this is completely gorgeous. I love it as the little smock cropped top that's waist length there, not mm-hmm. too length. I think that's fabulous. But I'm I'm absolutely thrilled with the idea of um, wearing it with a belt with those, uh, the patch pockets is what I would probably do, not the inseam pockets, but I mm-hmm. love the asymmetrical closing. I even would make buttons and button holes for this. I know. Oh my goodness. So, but I also imagined a separating zipper. Oh like yeah. A really like a bulky coat type separating yeah. zipper that would go down to upper thigh or mid thigh, mid thigh. To probably. accentuate the, uh, the yeah. asymmetry. I mean, I think it's a great design. (laughs) I just know when I made a few things with that um, silhouette, I wasn't exactly happy with how it looked on me. But um, I do think it's adorable for other people. You should check it out. It's called Amelie. um, I'll be honest. I think I'm not going to like it. I mean, it's it's one that I'm going to (laughs) do because I want to like it so much. Uh Um, but I recognize that when I get it done, it's probably one I'm not going to be in love with, but I want to make it. And so I'm going to end up making it and seeing, um, whether or not I like it. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's a nice, um, nice pattern. You know, I, I think it's great. (laughs) Well, the next one that they have, which is another, um, New another new pattern from Merchant and Mills is one I am interested in making, and that's called the Quinn. And it's a pair of pants that are a little bit cropped, although you can make them long, um, that have sailor buttons on the front. You are so into those sailor buttons, which is hilarious. I love it. The funny thing is, they're not exactly sailor buttons, right? They're not in the right in the front, they're on more on the sides, but they are so cute. I will also mention, I wanted to mention this before, on the Merchant and Mills website now, when you switch the size band, it switches the um, model photos. Yeah, it it also, um, the size chart that comes up is the right yeah. one for that band. You don't yeah. have to then pick a size chart when you get to the size chart, Yeah, which um, I really love. I think that's like actually helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thoughtful, right? Thought some thought it it very this. much is. I, I agree a hundred percent and it appeals to me very much. So I'm, um, what do you think I'm, of these pants? You know, they're pants <laughs> <laughs> in the end, they're pants. I, I think pants are interesting. I was actually revisiting the article that I did, um, for, I want to say socialists, um, as they were in their last month being open as a website, or as an active website um, regarding pants, where where I talked my way through all of my pants experiences and pretty much end with, I mean, I'd like to like pants. I really <laughs> would. I get where pants are super useful. I don't know how I'm going to ever really like pants. Like the closest I've come, I've, I wear my noise jeans at least 
I mean, I'm going to say at least twice a year. Um, <laughs> I wear a cashmerette, the collar pants. I probably wear those once, maybe twice a year. Um, and uh, the shorts that we made, whose name I'm forgetting. Pietra. Pietra. The Pietra shorts. I wear those. I wore them once. I mean, so I, I only wait, made them a few months ago, though. So once is, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, it just, it's just not for me. So I find them interesting, but not usually interesting enough to make, even though I know I am never, ever going to, you know, wear them. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's a deterrent to making them for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely causes some problems. (laughs) Well, in case, uh, you wanted another to hear about another pattern you're not going to make. It's the uh, Helen's Closet Brooks jeans. So uh, Helen's Closet has um, put, you know, stepped into making jeans patterns. I I think they're a nice jeans pattern. I'm not sure that they're much different than a lot of other jeans patterns out there, but I'm not sure they have to be. I think one of the things that's, right. um, that's great about having a lot of choices this way is that uh, Helen's Closet, for example, makes fantastic um instructions and they have a nice size band. They use diverse models, things like that. And so people may want to purchase this from, from Helen's closet based on other things than just the design, which I think is, is a, is a fairly, um, fairly simple. I mean, fair, simple jeans aren't simple, but, uh, stand, it's a maybe relatively stand. normal jean yeah, design. Not, exactly. There's nothing there's nothing where you look at it and go, oh, that's a choice to make with jeans. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. jeans. Yeah. And right. if you if you like a Helen Helen's closet patterns and instructions, these are the jeans for you. Yeah. There, there'll be a, a reasonable place to get started, right? Yeah. I mean, and I think they come with um some pattern variation for the shorts too. And I love jean shorts. Um <laughs> jorts, I guess <laughs> people say. I don't like that word though. Um <laughs> I don't like these mixing words like the um, shacket either. So you don't like skorts? <laughs> well, that is very descriptive, right? Um, I mean, I think jorts are too. Yeah, but <laughs> it sounds gross. <laughs> Although what's shacket combining? Shirt and jacket. Oh, I didn't know. But <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Anyway, I get it now. Awesome. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Jenny. Well, the the next a shirt anyway. I don't that anyway. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah. A jacket is really just a light jacket, you know? Anyway, um the next one is something I think you may really be interested in is a new pattern from Style Arc. It is the bell dress from Style Arc without the buttons. Oh, is that the dip- only difference? As for, I mean, I, I don't remember if there was the belt, but I think there was. I think it had the built-in belt, but but the bell dress. So the way this works is it's got a it's got a wide waistband that arcs up to touch where the bodice V's down to come together. And uh-huh. it's a low cut bodice if it goes with how the bell worked. It's got a yoke in the back. The sleeves are puffy sleeves with a sheared cuff. I think on the bell, there was a cuff cuff, but there may have been a sheared option. Um, And on the bell, basically from that V down to above the hem, you put in snaps or buttons. And on this one, it it removes the snaps or buttons, which were one of the complaints I had about the bell dress. (laughs) Well, this one is called the Philomena. 
And yeah. um, it is, it looks like something that, that you would wear. Um, yeah. It looks like um, in the front, the V might not be quite as deep because it looks like it connects above where it meets that middle piece. It does look like it's got a good inch and a half or two inches above that. And that will help with wearability. Yeah. Um, now the bell that I made, I made out of, um, I made out of a flannel and this has a lot of shearing as an option. So the V at the front is sheared to bring mm -hmm. it in and the cuffs are sheared and there is um, shearing, uh, it's not shearing, heavy gathering at the shoulders for the yoke mm -hmm. at the shoulder. Um, it doesn't uh, look like there's heavy gathering on the back yoke. It's just at the center, um, mm -hmm. center of the back yoke. But it's, yeah, it's a nice looking dress. Um, I, I think I'd consider it again out of a, a flannel because to me, this is a, this would be a great winter dress. This is one, I, you could make it out of a chalet or something else. Yeah. And in fact, you could probably combine some fabrics to have a lined bodice and have sheer sleeves. Ooh, I'm having fun now. Um, so there's <laughs> definitely some options there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I do like it. It's a lovely dress. It just reminds me very much of the bell that I did um, a, a while back for one of our challenges. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the recap of PF So Not Clothes. So, okay, so I'm certain that Jenny won on this one between the two of us, for sure. I feel like I super cheated because I was preparing for a craft sale that's ongoing. And as a consequence, I had to make a lot of non-clothing items. And I ended up making, um, successfully executing about 50 six by nine by two pouches that zip on the top. Um, those were made out of primarily uh, linen scraps I already had and some linen canvas that I bought because I thought it would be a nice background for some patches. And on each of those, of course, I carved a stupid number of rubber stamps <laughs> in the past month as well and created patches to apply to each one of them. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, those are those are right now as we're recording, but um, and actually, I think after this airs, it will be too for a little bit, but they're at the East Fork store in Asheville, North Carolina. They've got them um, there for a month as a part of an initiative oh. to take artists that work for the company and put their work out for people to be able to buy during the holiday season. So, so I'm, I'm there um, with a bunch of other artists. How is it going? Or do you not know yet? You won't know until um, I only know how it went the first night. And the first night, from my perspective, for my items felt very successful. Okay. Um, so it was it was a, a reasonable dollar value. If that's all I sell for the entire month, I'll be okay. Oh, cool. Um, and so, you know, but it was an event. People were invited. There were cocktails and appetizers and and such like. So there were they they made a big show of it. Um well, nice we did company get a, you work for. <laughs> I, I love them. They're very wonderful. It's, it's really satisfying to work for a place where um, artistry and outside activities are super encouraged. Um, you're, you're expected to be able to turn off your brain about your job and go off and have a life as well. The, the job should consume the hours that were agreed to, yeah. which is typically about 40 um, and no more. And I, I really like that. It's very unusual for the field I'm in finance to, to have a job that, that offers that. So you mean you don't get emails from the head of the company saying 
if you want to work here, you're going to have to work long hours. And if not, then you got to sign this loyalty agreement. Or oh my goodness. Or take your. So no, I will say I have experienced those emails in one of my first accounting jobs. Really? I, I literally, yeah, got emails like that. Um, but, uh, but without the offer of a severance, if I left, <laughs> it was just the, it was the, the stick part of the email, not, uh, not any other part. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely not like that. And in fact, my boss, uh, my boss's boss emailed me on Friday and said, um, Hey, I'm not going to bother you at all this weekend. I just want to make sure, you know, this is what we have to hit Monday. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do that on Sunday. Cause I'm feeling behind. And he's like, Oh no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had mixed feelings because I'm feeling a little behind, but at the same time, I'm like, Hey, thanks for helping me uphold a boundary that I wasn't upholding. So yeah. I like it anyway. It's wonderful. Um, and that's part of what I did. I also made about 35, four by four zipper bags, which were just made out of, they're about four to four and a half inches square. They're made out of the little, um, five inch squares you can buy pre-cut at quilt mm-hmm. stores. Mm-hmm. So I bought them pre-cut. And then I, uh, I stitched them together with a zipper on them and a patch on the, on the bottom side, the top side's the zipper, the bottom side had a patch on them. Um, and I made about a set of 20 sets of four hemmed linen napkins. So about 80 napkins, except I probably made closer to a hundred napkins because I had a bunch of duds. Like, like, like while I was working out the process, I had two different types of duds. They're the ones where I sewed it up and went, Nope, not a square. And then, (laughs) and then there were the ones where I sewed them up and I'm like, Hey, it's square. And then I put a stamp on it. I'm like, shit, the stamp didn't come out. And so now, now it's a dud. And so so I had, I, I had some loss there, but I had built that into my pricing. So um, I did those, half of them had patches applied and half of them were directly stamped. Um, and then I made hundreds of patches because I couldn't stop somehow. It was terrible. Um, and those, of course, are going to be available on my website. They're available by DM right now, but they're also at this store sitting in a bowl where people were walking around their favorite being um, perfection is not my purpose. Oh, which was- I thought they're their favorite might be eat the rich. (laughs) That one did sell, but not as, not as favorite as perfection is not my purpose. And then I did a patch that looks like the mug that my company is famous for. And uh, that's also been very popular. So, and all of my duds on all of these items, as I was creating ones where I'm like, not sellable, they're nice, but I wouldn't sell it. It, There's a difference, right? It's, It's giftable. It's something I would use, but it's not, I'm not going to put a price tag on it. <laughs> and I'd been taking those into the office and just leaving them in various break rooms at the different buildings um, for for people to take if they wanted them because I don't think they should, you know, go to waste. I don't want to throw them out. That feels yeah. like an extreme overreaction to something that I don't think is quite right for sale. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, so I did a whole bunch, but to be fair, almost none of it was like personal, just for me. Um, the, the big- But that's personal- not a requirement. <laughs> No, it's definitely not. And the the big personal one I did was I did a a series of bags um, that I put I put specific patches that are not available for sale on that are going to be gifted later mm. in December, um, but that are specific to the people that I made them for. So they're they're really individual and will include the the stamp with them when they're given because oh. because they were for them. Um, so yeah, that was the other thing that I did. I didn't count those up though. That was just sort of a, 
spontaneous side project. <laughs> wow. How about you? I bet you did a ton. Or actually, <laughs> I bet you did more complicated things or thought about more complicated. I don't know. So I made, um, so what I have finished so far is these, I made some um, pillow covers for couch cushions, which sounds really boring, but let me show you. It does not sound boring. So I took my old jeans. Oh my gosh. And I, um, I made different, they're just uh, rectangles or squares. The biggest, all of them are five inches wide and then anywhere from two to five inches long. And then I put them together and I made strips and then sewed them together. Um, um, But the, the interesting thing, the kind of difficult thing is that, you know, as with basically all American jeans at this point, they have stretch in them. And so it's a little bit more complicated to sew, but I didn't really care if it wasn't exactly perfect. Like it's for a couch cushion, you know? And the first one I did, oh, and I used the backing from this uh, fabric that was. It's sort of bandana-like. It looks like a bandana. It's um, from, what's that? What's that um a quilting company Ruby Star? Yeah. Yeah, that we got when we were at the um domesticity. Oh yeah. 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 So I used that for the back on them and um the, this is the first one I did. It's not very full and I didn't put a zipper on it. So it's just like soon as soon as the dog make it stinky it's dead if I don't put a zipper. But the other one I I made a little bit bigger and I put a, a zipper on it and that one can be washed. Um, so anyways, it was, it was a good experience for me. I don't, uh, I don't love piecing that much. Um, but I do like how it comes out. So it's kind of one of those worth it things, you know, in the end. Yeah. So one of the things I do to make piecing easier when it's not a solid, like a, a nice, even woven uh-huh. it's all often, especially for pillows or things like that, backpacks, whatever I'll, um, I'll interface them first and I'll use the same type and weight of interfacing across all pieces in order to yeah. stabilize them. And I find for me, it feels like they go together better and I Absolutely. feel more comfortable about not, not like having puckering or weird, weird things that only I will notice, but mm-hmm. I will notice in the, in the scenes. I had to use that for both things that I've done with t-shirts in them and things that I've done with silk ties in them. Mm. Since silk ties are usually cut on the bias. Um, and when I've used, uh, different weights of corduroy and things like that, I've often gone ahead and stabilized with some interfacing, just a, just a thought. It might not yeah. work well with jeans, but it. But I think it, is I think it would with help. these. These are these are pretty stretchy jeans, so I think yeah. it would probably help. And so it might make the piecing process less annoying. <laughs> yeah. It the the most annoying part was when I was actually attaching the front and back together because the seam yeah. lined up exactly, but it um yeah it pulled, and so at the end of the seam there was extra of the jeans. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. Um, they're fine. Nobody's going to notice. I just put that extra <laughs> off. I didn't like unpick it or anything. I could have, I could have also basted it. That would have been smart, but it it came out just fine and uh, I'm happy with it. 
Now, it is only November 20th as of this recording, so I have still 10 days, (laughs) and I bought the pattern and hardware for the Sandhill Sling from Noodlehead, which I really want to make. I think it is very, very cool, and so I'm hoping that I will have that done by the end of this month, but... Noodlehead has a video video sew-along for that one as well. Yes, and so does um, Ceramy. Ah, yeah. I Um, love this one. This is one where I want to hear about your experience, but only if it's extremely good. Yeah, right. I I know anything to discourage me. (laughs) It it, it is the it is the coolest kind of sling to carry, like like a purse. But it it is just so nice looking. We'll see how beginner friendly it is because actually, for this, I am a very much a beginner. I don't I don't sew bags, so uh, hopefully. Hopefully I can, I can do it. I want a full kit for it. I want somebody to put together like everything yeah. from one box. They have like the hardware and stuff, but they don't have the fabric in it. Yeah. Um, it would be nice. Oh, oh, I forgot. I was going to mention, I got a bunch of um, fabric swatches from a couple of companies. To yeah. Do, mostly for coats, but um, these are going to be good for the outside of that. They're this fabric that's like, you know, like Gore-Tex kind of fabric yeah. and stuff. I think that might be good for it. So I got a bunch of swatches. If you go to Seattle Fabrics, they have a lot of outdoor stuff. And when I said I wanted to get this, they had all the colors. Oh, wow. Of the different fabric. And it's just three bucks. Wow. So I can really decide which one I want and see how they feel. And it was really good because the one I thought I wanted was much too thin for what I was trying to do. So um, you can see what, how the fabric is going to be. I also got a few from fabric wholesale direct that, you know, come on these little swatch cards and it's great because they tell you what, what you got. Like at mood, sometimes you get these swatches and you're like, which is which, but these are very well documented. So, um, so what I need, what I need you to do for me is to pick the one that I need to make my thing. So I don't have to order swatches. I just have faith in you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, that's what I have. That's awesome. On. But I have very exciting news about what Jim's been up to. Now yeah. it's not um, totally technically sewing. And part of the reason is because, so Jim originally to do these art shoes, he wanted to um sew them on but he wanted to have like a plexiglass heel which he's got the plexiglass for but he doesn't have a bandsaw yet anyway so he is so innovative that he went and he took one of my sandals and look jenny what he's done oh my gosh there's gonna be this will be in the show notes he wrapped it in my sandal in saran wrap this there's no sandal in here now though he put tape around the saran wrap then took the sandal out i don't know how i did that i guess he cut the this and then taped it back up this is wild and so when you see it it is a sandal that is perfectly like a sandal but it's made from saran wrap and tape isn't that are cool? you going to wear it you can you can wear it for pictures i mean it's okay. it's really cool. gonna be but here's now he, then he got a little better at it where he didn't use as much this he used i think shrink wrap or something and it you can see through it this is wild 
Yeah. So these are kind of cool and they're going to, um, you know, they're going to be in a show probably. And then, <laughs> um, I'm sure. And then these, so this is very interesting. These are Tyvek. I brought them home from work. They're like shoe covers, uh-huh. but Tyvek, when you heat it shrinks up. Yeah. So he put them on and used a hairdryer on them and they shrunk up all around his feet. Yeah. I can see toes. Yeah. Like they're not individual toes, but there's a dips between toes. Yeah, exactly. But he said it was a little hot. So (laughs) I I would imagine so, but I bet if you, so I wonder if you could know how would that affect shrinking? I'm like trying to figure out how to put shearling in there or anything else that would, you know what I mean? Well, I suggested that he put like a thick sock on, you know, and he was like, I can do that, but then the toes won't show up. And I was like, oh, okay. yeah. I mean, fair. But but I, once you've done it, I'm trying to figure out how you'd line it, you know? Oh, right, That's right, right. That's really interesting, though. Yeah. So these are, these are not going to be so usable. But these are all prototypes. And he will make more things um, with different shoes that he's, he's going to be working on. So anyways. Yeah, I, I, I like cool. it. That's interesting. What do we have for community shout outs? Oh my goodness. So there were some really, now keep in mind, we do have 10 more days to go, but there were some really neat things that showed up. Um, Obviously quilts, blankets, things like that were a popular item and Barbaziki or Barbazik one, B-A-R-B-Z-K one, sewed up a bunch of scraps into a scrap quilt. It's gorgeous. It is completely gorgeous. So this quilt, I mean, it basically it's like each there's a there's a square and through the middle of the square on the diagonal there's a strip of some other different fabric and it all lines up it, it's so cool i want this quilt i was like how can i make this and not have to do all this work um but that's really the problem yeah <laughs> Um, because I look at it and I think about like even zooming in how precise all of this is yeah that's so precisely done and I I feel like there's a strip piecing answer but I also feel like that precision like for me if I were trying to do something precise like this I would sew two oversized triangles or pieces on either side of my strip Uh and then I would cut my square out yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I was sure everything yeah. lined up right. And I do that over and over again. And I would still not end up as precise as this. No, because then you got to put the enough. four together. You know. Oh, it's so cool. And I love the, yeah. the the color treatment and everything. This is just beautiful. Yeah. This is this is dazzling. I, I can't even imagine. And in my head, these all are scraps from beloved clothing, other quilting projects, things like that. So whoever is the recipient of the quilt or if it's kept, you're able to walk through it and go, oh, I remember when I made that. Yeah. Right, right, right. This is the beauty part about scrap quilting, really. I love it. Yeah. What do we have next? Next, we have something from Jamila Singer, which is these really cute scarves. And um, this, this scarf is made from fabric that's Let's see, this is dotted fabric and then and I think it's corduroy, which is it interesting. Is. It's a fabric. micro cord. Yeah. Yeah. And then and which is like beautiful colors too, like pink and green. And there's um these it kind of I think they're supposed to be like flowers, but it's three can um like a small, medium, large circle put together to make these this decoration. And I think it's just adorable. 
Yeah. And they're, they're left rough cut on the outside. And then there's um, stitching that's gone around concentrically on each circle. And there's an eyelet in the center. One of those yeah. eyelets you'd use like on shoes or yeah. um, for a drawstring on something. And it's, it's just, it's really neat and arty looking. It's the sort of thing where I'm always nervous about making something like that because I'm afraid I won't make it look arty enough that there'll be, <laughs> that'll end up either too precise or not raggedy enough or <laughs> too raggedy or, you know, whatever. But, but this feels achievable. First off, I recommend taking a look because you want to blow someone away for a gift. This is going to be a relatively easy lift. It's a rectangular scarf with some circles on it that aren't even finished edges, right? Yeah. Um, this might be a, a nice way to fold a thing up in a bag or a box and be able to say, look what I made you, but not yeah. necessarily put in the hundreds of hours that uh, a quilt, say, like the one we just mentioned would take. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay, the third one is... Oh, man, it's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. It's from sewing underscore pains and it is a gift that they made for a pregnant fellow sewist and it is a monkey stuffed animal. It's yeah. so cute. It's it, adorable. It reminds me. Yeah. It reminds me of sock animals to some extent, yes. but it's, it's made out of what looks like more precious scraps. Yeah. Um, possibly like a wool felt suiting or something like that with some felt for the face and the eyes and the most adorable little overalls with little red buttons on them. Oh, so cute. Um, so cute. It is super duper cute. What a, what a wonderful little gift. Um, it is very, nice. very cute. I, I like it very much. And I've enjoyed watching what's come in as people have posted. They're not, they're not clothing gifts, uh, yeah. not gifts, but not clothing items. Yes. Um, it's, it's really neat to see happen. So um, keep on, keep on keeping on. Cause we do have some prizes this month, of course, and we'd love to be able to send them to you. Um, right. So be sure to enter. Um, we appreciate it. I know that I am super lazy about pulling prizes and I need to post about that soon, but I swear to you, I'm going to get on it. Um, I actually have pulled all the winners. I just haven't posted. I'm a terrible person. Forgive me. I'll get on that soon for real. Um, <laughs> okay. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show, um, you just can DM Punk Brockers and um, here's what you have to do. We do not charge people to sponsor our, our show. What we, except for a PDF or whatever they're willing to offer for our listeners as a prize. But uh, the benefit to you is that for the entire month, we talk about your product. It's a very simple process and um, we do it is we do make our prizes available worldwide. So if it's something that has to get shipped, you'll have to keep that in mind. Um, but a lot of times it's just PDFs. So please consider sponsoring our show. We appreciate it. Makes it possible for us to give wonderful prizes to all of our listeners and participants who win. Um, we'd also like to remind you to rate and review us. This actually helps other folks find our program and they'll thank you for it, I promise. So please uh, stop by your favorite podcatcher and uh, rate and review us. We prefer five stars. We're happy to hear your ratings as well. Uh, <laughs> pop, pop it out there. Let folks know. 
And finally, we want to remind you to join our Patreon if you're interested in supporting our show. Um, If you support at the Friends with Benefits level or higher, you will get an extra bonus episode per every month. And if you're at the friends with gifts level, the gifts are coming soon. It's true. That's true. That's at least annually. We'll send you something in the mail and um, we have got such plans. Hopefully people will be very, very tickled by what we send. So um, thank you again for supporting us. We appreciate it. And thanks for tuning in and we will see you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.